Hey everybody, welcome to another night of Walk It Out. Gretchen Cannon here and Annie Lahan. Hello. Uh, we're on staff here at Grace Church and we've been talking about values and we've been going through different values and we're on our third value. We yeah. get our identity in Christ mm -hmm. here at Grace Church. So um, talking about uh, not getting it from other things in the world mm -hmm. <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And so we spent some time talking about what it really looked like to get it, the in Christ part. Mm -hmm. And now we're on what does identity mean? Yeah. And what does it look like when you have it in Christ? And what does it look like when you don't? Right. And so last week we talked about like this flow mm -hmm. that came from Father God and then, you know, to our identity, like in Genesis 1, mm -hmm. and then sin broke it, Jesus came and restored mm -hmm. it, and then even the flow then from our identity to our actions, attitudes, behavior, mindsets, thought patterns, like our mm -hmm. obedience to the Lord, all of that, mm -hmm. right? Pretty and, much our life. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. And so we want to take this episode mm -hmm. and we want to share with you personal stories yeah. Of when we can get our identity um, in a specific area in Christ and when we can get our identity in a part of our life. Yeah. So Because we all wear a ton of hats, right? Mm-hmm. So we can put on that hat not to walk out mm -hmm. Christ's life, right. but we can put on that hat to get our identity in the hat, like in that area. Yeah. So. Can talk about that a totally. minute before we do. You or, want me to dive, dive straight in? in? Yeah, let's okay, dive in. <laughs> we're just gonna cut to the point. Let's do it. Um, so Gretchen and I had shared with each other, and we've been walking together as friends for a long time, so we know each other's stories somewhat well. Um, so my husband and I have been married for eleven years, and mm -hmm. we have not been able to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can get your identity from is even infertility. Right. Let's call that oh my like goodness. the ability to be a parent, mm -hmm. marital status, all these things. We've talked about this in previous videos, but um, for me, I originally, whenever we got married, mm -hmm. we didn't even want to have kids. Mm -hmm. We had talked about fostering at some point in time. Um, but the like my heart changed. I got married pretty young. Mm -hmm. I was 21 years old. You don't, I didn't know what I wanted. Whatever I was 21, I didn't, <laughs> right. I didn't know anything. Um, I yeah, thought I did. Maybe say that again. My son needs to hear this. Told, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't say that. I'm just messing. I love you, Waylon. I know. Um, He's sweet. I love you But he did say, kids are annoying. He's 14. Kids mm -hmm. are annoying. I don't want to have them. I told my mom at one point in time, like, I'm going to hire a nanny because I don't want to. <laughs> raise my children well, i said bless. you're not annoying you're a blessing and a joy and he goes i can be very annoying mm -hmm. anyway. at least he's self-aware so, yeah and um, that's funny so we have been married for 11 years mm -hmm. and of those 11 years about 10 of them we have wanted to have yeah. children and so this has looked very different in different seasons but to just kind of be able to cut quickly mm -hmm. to what this looks like. Um, I assigned to the Lord um, that he was punishing me mm -hmm. um, because of choices I made. I walked away from the Lord from the time I was 15 until I was about 19. Um, and then I have my holy interruption. But I lived in that kingdom mm -hmm. of self and I acknowledged that God was real. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand a lot of things about life, right? But in my actions during that span of time where I knew enough to know better, right. um, I believed that the Lord was punishing me 
um, for things that I mean, mm-hmm. if the gospel weren't the gospel, right. it would be fair for him to punish me for. And right, you were living under the old covenant economy that you mm-hmm. weren't even offered instead of the new right because I'm not economy. Jewish. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so I was looking at um, well now. I have to do extra well. Yeah. And I need to do the right things in the right time because even with that, like the pressure that can mm-hmm. come on of like, well, I don't want to make an Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Like if God's given us a promise to have kids, I, I don't want to make an Ishmael. And right. uh, you know what I mean? Like, and the, the amount of pressure mm-hmm. of what is motherhood for me um, that yeah. came because I want to, I love, we love kids. Mm-hmm. Matthew and I have been involved in kids ministry forever, long before I was ever in this role. Um, but what does it look like for us to be parents and not, and people like they have so many opinions. So mm-hmm. they'll tell you and things like, this is, well, this is how God sees this. And this is what motherhood is like, well, if you want kids, it's probably not the Lord's will for you. But like, can we even talk about that? Yeah. Like if I'm delighting myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart, meaning mm-hmm. he will inbirth in me what my desires are. And so if he wasn't taking that away from me, he's not sadistic. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like as I am exchanging my desires and I am pouring my heart out to him about the longing for that. But what that looked like for me was my attitudes and actions started to manifest a lot of I have to do right and the amount of pressure that I would wear of like, I have to make the right choices. I don't want God's judgment mm-hmm. on our fertility. Mm-hmm. I, like in every time I would because you find out quickly yeah. every month that you're not pregnant. Um, the the waves of sorrow that would happen for me, it was like going to a funeral. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. like it would steal my ability to function mm-hmm. sometimes just because of the disappointment or if I Paralyzing. was. Paralyzing. Yeah. yeah. And it would make me feel all of the waves of shame, mm-hmm. all of the ways of anger and once I even dressed it up even prettier, like then I would start like, I well, Matthew can't have any sin in his life either because if we're, and I know grace, right. I know, I know the fact that I can't qualify myself, yeah. but still whenever mm-hmm. I was getting my identity from the fact that we have not had a baby. That you're supposed to be a mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And looking at that and looking at my life and making determinations of what's true about God instead mm-hmm. of looking at Jesus to mm-hmm. make determinations of what's true about God the Father. Mm-hmm. It looked like me hiding from him. I would do a lot of things, but I would not be still and sit with him alone. Like I knew all the right good answers because mm-hmm. I know enough of them to be able to pass them on and I could believe them for someone else, but I didn't believe that he was going to do these things for me. But it was not until like one of my first times that I came to grips with the fact that motherhood was in my box um, or infertility, honestly, was in my box. Um, It was whenever we were walking the first time and I had a hysterical breakdown um, on the couch with Gretchen. And it was, I had this vision And I saw all of these places where I had made choices, Mm -hmm. um, where I knew that Jesus was like, this is not my best for Mm -hmm. you. And it was not because he was ashamed of me in those moments, but it was because he saw me acting out of my pain, which is what I continued to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wanted 
to be able to love me and reconnect me to God the Father to give me my identity so that I could see how life was to be lived. Um, But he showed me he wasn't ashamed of me in those places, but he, his heart ached Mm -hmm. because he longed to be able to satisfy those needs. And so that was like the first layer of him taking off the shame of who I was in my Mm -hmm. pain and my flesh and recognizing, okay, this is not my identity. My past is also not my identity. Yeah. And this, what I was perceiving as a fruit of my past being my identity. And then everything flipped where then foster care became mm-hmm. a whole other thing. And what does it look like to be a temporary mom right. and not the mom that like remains in their life right. or that they call mom um, but you're taking care of them and you're doing the hard things and things people that mm-hmm. people don't understand at all and make judgments of. Yeah. And um, man, if my identity comes from being mm-hmm. a mom, then I very quickly can tank according to the behavior right. of my children um, and of myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of looking to the father and saying, okay, mm-hmm. I am... I am not a mom, first and foremost. Like, this is what he has ultimately given me to this point. Um, I am a daughter, yeah, and I'm teaching others how to be one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a daughter of Rick and Peggy. Right. A daughter, a daughter of, of the, the most high. Yeah, the most high. Yeah. And he is a father who sees me in my brokenness mm-hmm. and has compassion and says, this is not who you are anymore. And so whenever I parent... Yeah out of a place of mm. this is how my dad loves me well. Yeah. So I can come to you whenever you are mm-hmm. lashing out at me mm-hmm. and I can say, this is not mm-hmm. God's best for you. Mm-hmm. Like I see that you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Are you hurting? And I don't have to adjust behavior because we don't address yeah. attitude and actions. We address right. identity. Right. And what identity. else is in that area with Jesus? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that shifts everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever you're a foster parent, um, and we did kinship foster care the first time around, um, it's it's totally different than whenever you are in an enduring relationship with right. someone um, by blood. Like, you don't know how long you have with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how long they have with you. Mm-hmm. And one of the promises that the father gave me was, like, parenting is not about, like, you know, getting to 18 and kicking them out the door. But it's training a child Mm -hmm. in the way they should go, Mm -hmm. which is the way we should go. Mm -hmm. And that's to the father. (laughs) We teach them their identity. And then if an arrow is released before they're 18 from our home, I can trust because I'm not getting my identity Mm -hmm. from that kid or their attitudes and actions or what happens to them beyond the time they spend with Mm -hmm. us. Like I can trust that he loves them even more than I do. And that, if we've taught them who he is, we can trust him mm-hmm. to take those seeds and that they will remain. But whenever I thought, like, I have to make sure they have a fighting chance, yeah. like, I became a lunatic. Mm-hmm. I became a lunatic. And it even got me to the point where, like, I was questioning my faith. Right. I was questioning his goodness. Yeah. Like, if he is not good to the alien, the orphan, the widow, and the outsider, like, rah! And my, my flesh that loves mm-hmm. justice mm-hmm. and hates justice mm-hmm. at the same time because it was what made me afraid of God. Right, right. Like it just leads to destruction mm-hmm. of self. Yeah. But there's freedom found whenever we really see his character and that he is kind to us. And then we have so much on offer yeah. 
because he's offered so much to us. Mm-hmm. So that's what motherhood and infertility and all of that has looked like for me, for my attitudes and my actions. And when she has it in the box with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah, totally. Thank you. I love the the openness that um, is willing to be shared. So what she just described is the flow that we talked about last week. Like we get our identity from from the Father. He's mm-hmm. the source of all life. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, like, you know, because of sin, so we've got Father and identity. Mm-hmm. Sin, like, broke that connection. and Jesus came and restored it. So what she's talking about when she has infertility or motherhood in there with Jesus, Mm -hmm. then the byproduct of identity doesn't look like generosity and forgiveness and the fruit of the spirit and all of those things. Mm -hmm. It looks like the other things that she manifests, Mm -hmm. that she's talking about manifesting. And even judgment. Anger. Like like when when other people get pregnant. Like I went Mm -hmm. through my own infertility struggle, not to the extent that they have, but um, like... I dealt with some of the same stuff, mm-hmm. not being able to get pregnant. And then our first pregnancy was a miscarriage. And I'll never forget um, the man that spoke to us that, and, w- and we talked about this in an earlier video, like when I didn't get my identity from what he said or what he thought, but he spoke to us that we would have a child. Mm-hmm. And it was like he was high-fiving the word of the Lord to us, yeah, you know, but the struggle was so long and so hard. And even though time-wise it wasn't, but, but like when you see other people then get pregnant Mm -hmm. and if you're looking through the lens of, I have to do these Mm -hmm. things like to Mm -hmm. earn this right to be a mother, then judgment goes on them. Oh. And then it severs relationships even more. And you feel so, like, massive amounts of shame for right. even having the thoughts right. that you have. Oh, yeah. Yes. And so, like, helping each other walk through that freedom is so important. And I talked, um, I think, in the last video about like that area where Jesus should be by himself. Mm-hmm. We kind of phrase it in in our home as like the box. And mm-hmm. even in my office, on written on a glass, there's a box. And there's the word Jesus written in it really big. And it's like a picture that he should fill all my box. Mm, and that. it's just a reminder of for me all the time. Like, mm-hmm. Gretchen, do you have anything else in your box mm-hmm. that isn't that besides him? Yeah. Like, it should only be him. But, like, if I can just say, hey, Annie, what's in your box today? Mm-hmm. Then that can, because of our relationship, that can upshift her into the kingdom mindset mm-hmm. of, I need to sit with the Lord and make some observations about mm-hmm. myself and let him speak to my heart. Yeah. Like there's no shame in that. Right. There's only love mm-hmm. and, and goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had decided to go ahead and share the mom example. And we know we have men watching, but like it's the same thing. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's totally the same thing in the sense of for me and even Brian, because he struggled greatly with this. So we're a mom of four boys. I just mentioned we had a miscarriage and um, it was kind of interesting. We always knew we would adopt. I thought I I thought we'd have about seven kids. Wow. Um, four has done us in and I'm done. But that about half of them would be adopted and half of them would be biological. <laughs> and um, and so when we, we but we kind of probably thought we'd have a good mix of them. You know, we'd have one or two of mm. our own and then we'd adopt some. We really didn't know. Yeah. Um, 
but we just always had that on our heart and, and both of us separate before we came together and met. And, um, so we had our miscarriage and, um, and then we had Waylon, but before our miscarriage, even like during our infertility, um, I was a school teacher before I worked here at Grace Church. And, um, one of my students was in foster care and I had heard about him through the grapevine. You know, of course, I taught third, fourth grade and third grade was in our building. But even before that, like mm-hmm. first and, you know, like kindergarten and first grade heard like a little bit about this kid. And um, just because he was so unique and honestly, it was a pain in the rear. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> right. And his name's Willie. He's he's my kid. But um, but in third grade, like the talk was who was going to get him in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the principal just came and said, hey, I really want to put him in your class. Like, I really think the Lord has gifted you to sow into his life. Now, I'm in a public school. So, but uh, Linda said that. She said, I, I really feel like the Lord has gifted you to sow into his life. And I feel like he's created you in such a way for you to be able to handle, mm-hmm. like, all of the things that come with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, that year I had 27 children in a classroom built for 19 or 20 and, uh, Ooh. 14 of them were all boy, like all boy. Rambunctious. <laughs> yes. Fun. Rambunctious. Oh man. Some of them, I think, watch Walk It Out. So this is kind of funny, <laughs> but, um, that's great. But in that, like, um, the Lord started speaking to us that year that not only was, was I supposed to sow into him that year, but we were supposed to take him with us to do life. Mm-hmm. And so we started going with us to college basketball games because Brian's sister played college ball and just different things. He would just go with us. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord started moving in our heart that we were to adopt him. So we started working with DHS and all of that. And um, they said we'd have a honeymoon period of about... Um, six months before things got rough and our honeymoon period was one day and um it was like oh my goodness right and so you just talked about even with Mm -hmm. your uh, your foster kids or any kid Mm -hmm. like getting your identity from how they are yeah so i'm going to speed this up we adopted him had the miscarriage we ended up having waylon when when we got pregnant it was so exciting because we i mean even though like losing our first child was devastating mm-hmm. our firstborn but um but like we could get pregnant <laughs> like yeah. it was possible it was good you know yeah yeah and then uh on Waylon's first at Waylon's first birthday party that night I went to bed and I had insomnia and the next night I had insomnia and the next morning I was like I need to go to tests because that's my first sign that I'm pregnant mm. insomnia and I was pregnant with Wyatt and we were not um like we were going to wait a little bit longer and mm-hmm. like it was just the best surprise blessing and then Wyatt was um very young when Willie and his girlfriend got pregnant mm-hmm. and then they had Enzo and Enzo and Wyatt are 13 months apart so we have our oldest and then we have um Waylon and then Wyatt and then we have our grandson Enzo and at the age of four months Enzo came to live with us Mm -hmm. and so like I'm saying all this to say to kind of give you a history so if you look at the flow from Father God to Jesus to identity to all of those things Mm -hmm. 
when we would put in our box Willie, like being the parent of Willie, a lot of times the stuff at the bottom was very, um, didn't always look like the character and nature of Jesus. So there was a lot of strife. There was a lot of fear. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, like, what are we doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Like the Lord called us to be his parents. Why aren't we doing this better? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of that performance stuff. And then, (laughs) um, and, and so I'm going to fast forward. We got custody of Enzo. Uh, Willie is an adult and out on his own. He is now 31. Uh, Waylon is 14. Wyatt is 12. And Enzo is 11. And um, I mean, and we've adopted it. We adopted Enzo. I think it was finalized maybe when he was about five. But when I get my identity from being Willie's mom, mm-hmm. because he's facing his third incarceration at the age of 31, like it can be. Um, things like you're a horrible mom. You don't know how to hear the voice of the Lord. Um, you don't know how to love people well. Uh, like I was told if you would just hug more, if you would just be more affectionate, like you wouldn't have these problems. And so like getting my identity there, it was like a train wreck. Yeah. But in the other sense, if I get my identity from Waylon Wyatt and Enzo, who are all very smart, they're very great readers um, they just, they just excel in, in quite a bit of things. Enzo's is our little bitty quick athlete and, <laughs> and super smart and a great reader. And then Wyatt's our artist and musician and Waylon's just got this brain that just can build things like crazy yeah. and a musician and like all of these things. And they all know Jesus and, and, um, we're not perfect, but when I can get my identity then from that, mm-hmm then it can look just as ugly mm-hmm. because it can look like pride. Mm-hmm. I can look down on other people like, well, why can't your kid read? You know, like mm-hmm. my kid's been able to read for a long time or they're above, mm-hmm. right, you know, or whatever. And so like even though those things at the bottom can look good, mm-hmm. you have to go back to your attitude and your thoughts inside. Mm-hmm. And like you're the only one that can that can marry that with yeah. are these really sourced from the father right. in Jesus Christ right or are they sourced from the kingdom of self right and so if you will just all like learn to ask yourself those observation questions mm-hmm. like why am i so happy sometimes when people say something to me or even about my kids like why am i smiling Mm-hmm. Am I smiling because that's affirmation yeah. of the things that the Lord has showed me about them? Right. Or am I smiling because it builds me up? Right. Or I want them to think highly of of my kids, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that you just make this a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anything in my box mm-hmm. that is there besides Jesus. Yeah. And when you see those actions, uh, your obedience, mm-hmm. like things, or you feel those, yeah. that something like, it's just, there's just not peace mm-hmm. and angst. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Then say like, what is in there? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I sourcing myself to mm-hmm. that is not Father God in mm-hmm. Christ? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Thinking about what we're thinking about can be, <laughs> 
I know in talking to my husband about this, it was a whole new skill. Mm-hmm. Like thinking it about what habit. you're thinking Absolutely. about. He was like, you're going to think about your thoughts. Right. That's weird. Right. But like recognizing, okay, when did this tension here begin? Because mm-hmm. our bodies will start to communicate things that we aren't willing to think right. about. Right. They will. So identifying, okay, what was going on? Mm-hmm. Well, what was said to me around that time? Like investigate. Right. Because if you just presume, oh, well, I'm just doing this, mm-hmm. or you listen to our stories and you suppose, right. well, that's why. That's not the same right. thing. Right. That's the same as religion, going to someone else to right. source it. Right. We are only telling your stories to give you a picture yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah, what it's looked like for <clears throat> us to reflect. Because yeah. I had no idea. I got my identity mm-hmm. from infertility or... Um, from people's opinions of how we fostered or, right. you know what I mean? Like right. all of those things, it's <coughs> going to look different <clears throat> yeah. over time. So it's not like, oh, well, I checked that box right. and I know that I shouldn't get my identity from that. This is a pause and reflect, mm-hmm. invite the father, like search my heart. Right. Oh God, right. if there's a path of pain that right. I'm walking on, reveal yeah. it to me. Yeah. And so like we have all these different hats, like a couple of weeks ago, we listed like all Mm -hmm. the things that different discipling groups have come up with that we get our identity from. And so like, it's not our job to adapt to any role. Yes. Whether it's a a spouse or a daughter or a son or a parent or a coworker or a friend or a sister or um, Mm -hmm. a coach um, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like none of that. Mm-hmm. It is only our job to manifest the integrity, the nature, and the character mm-hmm. of Jesus being sourced by the Lord. Yeah. And um, putting on and off those hats instead of just wearing the hat of you're the daughter or the son of the Most High. Right. Like that's where it's going to keep mm. you grounded in your identity. So good. Instead of. Uh, in something else mm-hmm. because listen your roles may change mm-hmm. and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago yeah like people that i got their identity from being a spouse and then their spouse passed away mm-hmm. like it was a train wreck mm-hmm. but those that have changes in their life and they don't waver mm-hmm. and they have a relationship mm-hmm. with the lord yeah you know that where their identity is coming yeah. from and it doesn't mean you can't grieve but no, there is a difference no, between grief yeah. Yeah. And I have nothing left. What is the purpose of life? Right. Like those are vastly yeah. different things. And you don't go pro- through the process of grieving. You're mm-hmm. just staying there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a constant yeah. heaviness. Mm-hmm. The same as whenever we are not born again. Right. Because I grieved like the story that I told you is like this much of mm-hmm. our adoption story. Yeah. With both of our adoptions. I say sometimes we could sell our story to Netflix and fund the kingdom for the rest of our life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but like I grieved that. Mm-hmm. I grieved what I felt like my relationship with my oldest was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, now I have a beautiful relationship with him. Now it's all by phone and by letter, but it is it is solid and there's forgiveness and there's love and there's joy and there's peace. It. And it's been that way for about a year and a half mm-hmm. now. And so like that's when it sustains like that and it's mm-hmm. inner joy mm-hmm. as well as outer, mm-hmm. like you know it's the Lord. Yeah. And it's yeah. been a process. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. process. Yeah. Even cha- changing our mind about what's in our box, it's a process. Yeah. Go back to the process of transformation. Mm-hmm. You identifying something right here in this moment 
does not mean that you're all the way on the other side right. of walking in your absolute freedom. Is absolute freedom available to us? Yes. yes. But we've had so much time believing these right. things. Right. 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 So it takes 90 days mm-hmm. of meditating on one truth yeah. to rewire your brain. Yeah. So be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Like it will he's, happen. He's not yeah. in a hurry and he wants to love you well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he's loved us well. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pray for you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a little longer than normal, but um, we felt like giving a couple of examples uh, would really help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from two different people, like the motherhood can be in the box from yeah. somebody that has biological children mm-hmm. and somebody that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it manifests sometimes the same and sometimes different. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Father, we thank you for your goodness. Like we thank you that you um, that you speak to us, that you're a living voice. And so, Father, I just ask like the things that were revealed to us today, mm-hmm. that we won't choose to dismiss them, but we will choose to say yes to your process of freedom mm-hmm. as you transform us and as you conform us to your image. I bless them. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.